Hi, Amber. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Thank you, Megan. Megan, welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Hey, how are you doing? Let's just get that shit out of the way. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Okay, there that was. So, Megan. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Tis still the month of October in which we record, and therefore thusly, verily, Mm -hmm. we're doing scary monster movies. Amber, we were so excited that we remembered to do scary monster movies because it's October. We're just never going to stop doing them. We may never stop doing them. I think we mm-hmm. will ooze beyond the boundaries of October because we're just on a roll. We're like, yes, we finally yeah. did it right. So let's do it right until it's wrong again. Until it's Christmas time. Exactly. So we've done werewolves. We've mm-hmm. done vampers. Yeah. It's time we did some ghosts. It, yeah, it's ghosty time. Megan. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yes. Which movie did we do here today? We did, Amber, The Frighteners. Oh, The Frighteners. Mm-hmm. The 1996 The Frighteners. That is so frustrating. Why? What? You got a pass with Dracula 2000 because it was in the goddamn title. The, what other The Frighteners is there, Megan? Enlighten um, me. Well, there could be other ones. But are you uh, aware of them? There's a spinoff. No. Never mind. Nope, that's something else. Nope, don't have it. Excellent. So yes, of course, the 1996 The Frighteners, starring Michael J. Fox, directed by Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. Which and is if if you don't recognize who that is, don't worry. The summaries from at least one of these movie purveyor outlets will let you know why you should know who Peter Jackson is. Yeah, and it's very much. Um, Oh, and the, right, it was also uh, music by uh, Danny Elfman, very clearly. Oh, um, it is. Danny Elfman is all up in it from the get-go. He is yeah. serving you those Beetlejuicy vibes straight yeah. to the face ears. Uh, does, does your ears count as part of your face? Can I say face ears? I mean, I'm basically, I'm doing the same thing you're doing yeah. by saying the 1996 Frighteners. You know where the ears are. There are not other ears. It is, I'm not distinguishing face ears from butt ears. Right. I mean, unless you're that poor rat, but I'm going to stick with it. Face ears. He, yeah, he face eared me with his Danny Elfman sweet sounds. Yes, he did. I love a Danny Elfman score. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's really fun. And and they, they are so, like, Beetlejuice and childhoody for me. Like, exactly. it just kind of brings me back to that space. Exactly. I'm like, oh, what's going to happen? I think if you love Beetlejuice and you watched it as a kid, and you may have to have watched it as a kid to love Beetlejuice, then anytime you hear a Danny Elfman score, he immediately is trading on that joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it was a lot of joy, so it's like, ooh, trade on it for a while. This is about to be spooky-ooky, but maybe a little hilarious simultaneously. kind of funny. <laughs> well, Megan, Amber. let me tell you. How IMDb, Metacritic, and Amazon describe this movie. Now, since you already won this game, it's a bit redundant. And moving forward, I will add a new element to it to kind of spice things up because you've already beaten it. But I was too lazy to do that this time, so we're going to do it the old way. I will give you one of the three. Well, I'll give you all of the three, and then you have to decide which one is which. I mean, again, you've already beaten this. You know the rules. I feel like you'll notice a theme, and then you'll notice the complete abandonment of that theme. This is going to be an obvious one, I think. After a tragic car accident kills his wife, a man discovers he can communicate with the dead to con people. However, when a demonic spirit appears, he may be the only one who can stop it from killing the living and the dead. I like the the connection between 
He discovers he can communicate with the dead to con people as though those things are inextricably linked. It's like, oh, I can communicate with the dead, but only in order to order to right. Yeah, there's no other reason to do it. Next one, and this one seems like somebody was cheating off of somebody's paper. After a tragic car accident that kills his wife, a man discovers he can communicate with the dead to con people. However, when a demonic spirit appears, he may be the only one who can stop it from killing the living and the dead. Okay. Yep, yep. I, I feel like we should um, run this through those uh, those things that they have where it compares one person's paper to another person's paper, and you can kind of get that overlap, and it's like 90% overlap, and you're like, hey, wait a second. This one, I believe, is 100% overlap. I think it's word okay. for word. Yeah, yeah. All right, third and final. A con man volunteers to exercise a small town spirits, but when one of the ghosts goes on a killing spree, he becomes the prime suspect! Exclamation point. A cool comedy horror film from Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings. Okay. Uh, well, this is hard, Amber, since two of them are the same. Which means you, you kind of get a pass. Like, it, it, basically, it doesn't matter because you'll be right either way. Yeah. So you really only have to guess which one is the outlier. Who's Didn't. the outlier, Megan? Well, part of me wants to say it was that the outlier's Amazon because of that exclamation point. They um, really do like exclamation points. Yeah. And it was a little hokey or something. <laughs> there's something there's something about saying but when one of the ghosts goes on a killing spree, he becomes yeah. the prime suspect. And to be fair, I'm choosing to read it that way. But they did put an exclamation point on it. I, I also enjoy the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings. It's a cool comedy horror from Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings. It's in parentheses, but you know. Same same idea. Same idea. Yeah. Okay, so you, you're, you're leaning towards that one being Amazon. Final answer, exclamation point belongs to Amazon. Exactly right. Yeah, this this was a pretty yes. relatively straightforward one. I'm still very proud of you. Because Amazon you. could have just as easily been one of the assholes who cheated. Uh, that that was my first thought, but but they like to go their own way. In they do. A very strange, strange way. And let's let's analyze that summary just for just for, for a hot second. A con man volunteers. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. To exercise a small town's spirits. Okay. And then one of the ghosts presumably the way they're presenting it that he was volunteering to exercise become goes on a killing spree and he becomes prime suspect no that's not Mm -mm. um he cons people into paying him to exercise spirits yes he doesn't volunteer so much because that that presumes that money is not changing hands right he gets paid for that yeah yeah and and one of the ghosts that he's he actually does not exercise ghosts at all. Oh, right. That's, yeah. I mean, I guess he, like... He pretends exerc- to. Oh, right. Yes. True. He's actually the one true. who six ghosts on people, and then they, they're working together, essentially. And <laughs> the one that goes on a killing spree. Either way, none of these are actually terribly accurate. Mm-hmm. They are to a certain extent. There is a tragic accident. He can see spirits. He, it does not, by definition, make him a con man. He chooses to do that. Oh, yes. Which, so, so he, as you said, he, he befriends some, well, befriends is probably the wrong word. He, he employs? Yeah, I want to say employs too, but also they're not getting paid either. Anything from it, yeah. 
because he seems to have a pretty like a business relationship with these like three ghosts that uh, uh, go and terrorize people. And then he goes up to them and then I, I guess they bring in his car just so that it's always there. Mm. And um, anyway, my question is, Amber, if mm-hmm. you can speak to ghosts. Yes. I'm- is the best way to make money off of that getting them to terrorize people and then exercising the houses? I that, feel like there's other things you could do. You yes. could cheat at poker. You could, oh yeah, you know, have you could ghost it where you could like have people talk to their. You can be the intermediate between somebody talking to their dead loved ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's all kinds of things you could do. There are so many ways to use actual psychic abilities. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And his choice. Yes is to have some ghosts work for him, terrorize people, and then show up and do a fake exorcism for cash. Yeah. That requires, I mean, there's pageantry there. There's hustle there. Also, I mean, we'll, we'll get to this, but I just, I just want to say this right now. The first time we see him plying his wares, he's at a funeral. He is, yes. He and, does. And he, the- so his, the way he advertises is to crash funerals and throw business cards at mourners' backs. Yeah, he gets so frustrated, he, like, throws them at... Yeah, it, that doesn't seem to be a good... Isn't, I mean, like, aren't you afraid you're going to get a bad reputation? And He is both a bad town? psychic and a bad con man. And it seems like not yeah. a very large town, either. So, Amber, what do the critics think about the Frighteners? There were a surprising number of positive reviews. It's still rated as less than than good. It's 52% on Metacritic, 74% users. But there are a lot of reviews, and, and quite a few of them are positive. Yeah. The the tomato meter was up there. It's 66 for hmm. critics and 71 for the audience. Interesting. I would argue mm-hmm. that this is too high. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, certainly Rotten Tomatoes is too high. Uh, yeah, for sure. I would argue for a number of reasons that this is too mm-hmm. high. I'll, I will say, though, that some of these blurbs are kind of fun. Yes, please. A lot of them kind of focus on the CGI was pretty cutting edge for its time. Mm-hmm. You know, the ghostly effects and and the ghosts themselves were really impressive. A lot of the critics mentioned that. Some of the critics mention it in a negative way, like, these effects distracted me. I did not like them. The ugly, aggressive, proliferative effects were all I could begin to contend with, and trying to keep interested in them was like trying to remain interested in a loudmouth shouting in my ear. This dude must fucking hate movies today. Yep. Like, Avatar may have sent him into a coma. Yeah, the Marvel series, like, just exploded his brain. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jonathan Rosenbaum of Reader. This world is not meant for you. No. (laughs) Roger Ebert... Uh, gave a sick documentary yak herding burn in his blurb. The The review is scored at 25%. Uh-huh. And he, he, he writes, Last year, I reviewed a nine-hour documentary about the lives of Mongolian yak herdsmen, and I would rather see it again than sit through the Frighteners. Wow. Damn, Roger Ebert. Okay. I mean, you're dunking on both the yak herdsmen and Peter Jackson right now. Um, yeah, yeah. This is a Washington Post blurb from Rita Kempley that was scored at 40, but I, I, for some reason, I, I love it. 
Mm-hmm. And it, I'm going to read it in my scary Halloween voice. An unholy you- union of dark comedy, spectral effects, and splattered gore that few filmgoers would dare embrace. Well. I, for some reason, yeah. it, just, it speaks to me in that way. Yeah. It, it almost seems positive. Yeah, or like, or like it, itself a dare. It's like, oh, right. I bet you won't dark do it. comedy and crazy effects and gore. You can't handle this. Mm-hmm. You only need the edge of your seat, kind of. Like, that's what it feels <laughs> yeah, like Yeah, exactly. Me. It does feel like a, yeah, yeah, a, uh, what is it, negging or, like, reversal of things? Like reverse psychology? You can't handle reverse. this. Yeah, you can't handle this. This is too scary for you. You can't, you can't. Amber, the freighters is absolutely bursting with a di- desire to entertain. Ooh, bursting, you say? Mm-hmm. Much like the heart's. That the, that the spree killer bursts with his bare, ghostly hand. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. He does do that. It's evocative. Um. Yeah. No. I. 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 I'm. I'm ready to leave the critics' corner, but but I do agree that that some of this is way too high, and there are some things in like we've just just described a Michael J. Fox movie. You know in the Beetlejuice vein of, like, Danny Elfman, directed by Peter Jackson, that doesn't, like, it doesn't invoke the wackadoo shit that's in this movie, Amber. It's there too is some far. It's too far in, in both the blue that it works. It made us have to determine what the parameters of necrophilia are. I don't want to have to have that conversation, but we did. And guess what? We're going to have it again and record it and make you listen to it because we had to think these thoughts. Yep. There are things that were deleted from this movie that I don't think I'm going to share with people because it's too upsetting. Which is impressive given me just saying I'm going to talk about necrophilia. So yeah, we're going to talk right? about that. And then it gets more upsetting than that. And we're not going to. There are characters in this that are, I don't know why this is happening. And then it really, like one of the Los Angeles Times, Kenneth Turin, saucy, scary, and pleasantly unsettling is a 70% review. It is unsettling. It is. I don't know that it's pleasant. There are, once they get to the end of it, they're mixing dark comedy with true horror yeah not supernatural horror no it, like, it goes from like supernatural horror to like the inhumanity of man yeah and it is hard oh. it goes hard into that and it's disturbing and it, it we, we could say it's the times we live in but honestly spree killings and mass shootings kind of a part of america's fabric so i'm not mm-hmm. feeling like 96 was some sort of special year in which we weren't aware that people would grab guns and just shoot folks for their own white guy reasons. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, anyone can pick up a gun and be an asshole. Just mm-hmm. saying it's mostly white guys. Yeah. Yeah. Make of that okay. what you will. Mm-hmm. I'm a racist. <laughs> that, that is what I make of it. All right. Yeah. Critics, this is too high. There are too many positive reviews. I feel like they're not poking at this one as much as they should. And they- one thing I did learn that actually mm-hmm. does help me put this in context to a certain extent this apparently was originally written as a Tales from the Crypt episode. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. And that helps a little bit. That does. It is 
it's not packaged that way though like oh, if no. if you had if you had um whatever the crypt keeper old crypty come out and give a <laughs> come out and give us like a like if if you'd danny elfman into that window and then in that window was the crypt keeper keeper just like you know i don't know looking at bones and throwing things around You'd be like, oh, okay, that that sets the tone for this, and now I understand what I'm getting into. And, like, those episodes were pretty twisted and creepy and unpleasant and, like, darkly comedic. Yeah, yeah. But they were also all tales of sort of, like, parable-style comeuppance. There was was no real hero. There was no real hero's journey. Largely, it was a descent into your own, into the worst aspects of your character and the punishment for those things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I guess he got his just desserts, and it's an episode in which he eats his own spleen or something. Yeah, but it's yep. it's in this one, it's wackadoodle comedy, disturbing tales from the crypt stuff, and then romance. Yeah, huh? It, it throws you all over. Yeah, yeah. So disagree with the critics again, and not in the usual way. I'm like, nah, maybe this isn't as good as you seem to think it is. Yeah. There are elements that I do enjoy, and it, it is There's a little some... creepy and unsettling. Yeah. It definitely scared me when I saw it as a kid, but... Yeah. Hmm. Where do you want to start with this? Well, it, there's a lot of disjointedness that kind kind of comes together um, at the end. Some doesn't. But, um, so, so it starts, obviously, with a woman being haunted by something, we think, um, and her mom shotgunning that thing. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. like like a it's very much like a like a oh that 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 old woman must be just you know crazy uh, uh, protective of of her daughter and won't let her daughter leave the house. Ooh, but she, we definitely see from the get go there is a horrible specter that uses walls. To choke people and is yeah. like chasing this woman around the house until it gets blasted with a, a shotgun by the wild haired mother. Right. And it's doing, and, and, and it must go through something like wallpaper or a rug or a painting to like, so you can see its form, Amber, and you know mm-hmm. where it is and it's like it pressing can get through it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a good effect. It's a very good effect. It's, yeah. it's creepy as hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. And then we learn about. Lots of deaths in town. Yeah. So, so we leave that woman and her mom alone for a very long time. We're kind of done with them for a while. Yeah, it's like an unsettling beginning, and then we're mm-hmm. just going to settle into small town life. Yeah. Yeah, and, and apparently the Grim Reaper is back, Amber. There's, this town has um, gone through something a while back when there was this spree killing at this hospital, um, and now years later we've got... Um, more un- unknown deaths happening where people's well, hearts are crushed. They're not related in any way, shape, or form. Like, it's essentially, there was a spree killer who, like, a dude went crazy and shot up a hospital that, where he was an orderly and killed 12 people. And his 15-year-old girlfriend was Upsetting, also yes. there. Mm-hmm. We, we don't know if she was part of it or if she would just, just fell in love with the wrong man, as her psychiatrist claims. Sorry, her new psychiatrist who literally just met her and had no idea what her history was. Mm -hmm. We will talk about her. 
but yeah, we, we learn essentially back in the 60s, there was a spree killing and now people are dying of heart failure and they're perfectly healthy. So, but you know, they've decided for the sake of, I guess, selling papers to like combine those facts. Right, that people die in this town, unlike any other town where people live forever. Medically unexplained deaths and spree killings. Oh no, it's it's this, oh, okay, I guess. So you're, yeah. you're just already combining those facts in our minds for no real reason. And yeah, then we, we meet Michael J. Fox, who's at a funeral throwing business cards, psychic business cards at mourners. Yeah. And then showing us that he drives like a psychopath. Oh, he drives terribly. Yeah. Just seems to not, the, the lines of the road aren't, they're not there for any purpose. In fact, the road is hardly there for a purpose. He, he cuts corners by just going over the grass. It's a wonder he hasn't killed anybody this way, Ember. Oh, but he has, Megan. He has. <gasps> oh, or at least we oh. think he has. There's there's a whole, everything is sort of revealed over the course of time, but the beginning of the movie is this weird meander through, like, haunted old lady woman, and then Michael J. Fox funeral, reporter people, and then a doctor visiting haunted house people and be like, hey, you seem like an abused personality. Why are you cooped up in this house? I don't know. Mother doesn't like me to talk to people. I don't get to go out. And the mother's very imposing and stern, like, you don't know my daughter at all, do you? I know my daughter. I could have her locked up any time I want. Yes. And then Michael J. Fox rams into some guy's fence and runs over their gnomes, and the guy's mad at him, and Michael J. Fox is like, woo, I'll pay for it. And then he sends some ghost to haunt his house. So the way we're introduced to the fact that he's a con man and an actual psychic... Mm-hmm is to have him show up to a haunting in which this man and his wife, who, turns out, is the doctor who visited right. the lady and her mother in the haunted mm -hmm. house. The, like, the bed is lifted in the air. And <laughs> actually, this scene is fairly good, mainly because of <laughs> things are flying around, the bed is lifted in the air while she's still on it. And then he, you know, pulls her off the bed and they huddle in a corner. I would expect them to leave the room. They did not. They just continued to hang out where the bed was. And yeah. then she turns around and there's like a little raggedy Ann doll just like tugging on her nightgown. <laughs> yep. It's pretty horrifying. I like yeah. it. It's good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it's, it's. <sighs> and then they find one of his cards in the haunted bed and they call him and he does a late night exorcism and agrees that, oh, you know, it's going to be expensive. But if you just forgive me driving my car through your fence, mm -hmm. I guess we'll call it even. And the entire time, the man is skeptical. The man is Ray Linsky, played by Peter Dobson. Mm -hmm. And even though he saw with his own eyes that some shit is crazy, he also is getting hardcore con man vibes off of Michael, off of Michael J. Fox character Frank Bannister, which he's giving off for sure. Like valid, he's yeah. doing a bad job as a he's con man. A, yeah, yeah, he's not selling it. He's uh, he, he, his instruments of like fixing things are, I don't know, some like oversized boombox type thing and like a. A toaster with a fan and it, yeah, and it like a broken dings. camcorder that he looks through as if he could see the spirits. Yeah, a water gun with holy water in it that mm -hmm. he sprays into the. He's he's bad at this. 
He's very bad at this. But I guess he doesn't have to be good at it because he has actual ghosts who can lift yeah. an actual bed. So it's, it is the laziest con man job ever because he's not technically conning people in the sense that ghosts are real and they mm -hmm. can fuck up your shit. And when he shows up, they don't come anymore. Right. So it's... But I guess it's only because he sick them on you in the first place that they're there. So it's so convoluted, and yeah. and, it, and it, he is exactly the kind of person who would get murdered by a ghost at the end of a Tales from the Crypt movie. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah. especially like because he's wrapped up in his own self loathing. You learn that inexplicably he got into an accident while he was you know driving in the car with his wife because they were having an argument and he'd been drinking and they ran off the road and she died and. Later you learn she didn't die in the car accident. No, but he blames himself for her death. And they were arguing about something silly because he was building a house for them. And she wanted a garden. And he turned it into a basketball court. And right. So it's, it's this whole... And he was a successful architect. Yes. Megan. Uh-huh. Okay. So somebody... Mm -hmm. Say somebody who's down on their luck learns that they have psychic abilities. They're like, okay, I can use this to make money and, and, and live my life. In this instance, something tragic happens. It gives him psychic abilities, but he still has the abilities of a successful architect. Yeah, he, he seems to have gone through some sort of just... Just depressive episode for the past five years where he he the house that he was building um as an architect because he's an architect he hasn't worked on it all you know it's still like b bones of a house you know tarps and scaffolding tarps and, and oh yeah 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 it's, it's not yeah it, it is and, it is in progress forever yeah and he's left his job and now he's a con man who talks to ghosts and yeah no he's he's uh he's not doing well I mean, I, I accept that he's descent. He, he has his perpetrated a descent into self-loathing. Mm -hmm. But he's still, he's on a hustle, and barely right. making ends meet. Yeah, when he still has all of the skills and accreditations of his past job, it's not as though he's a disgraced lawyer or cop, and like the mysterious death of his wife, you know, got him disbarred or some such. I. There's no particular reason why he, in being able to see ghosts now, has to then use that has skill to. to be a shitty con man. Yeah. It's... No, there's no good reason for it, for sure. Such that, such that he has to go to funerals to try and drum up business and sick his ghosts on rich people to try and convince them that they need his services. That it, I find it hilarious. Yes, yeah. And he doesn't like it. Like, he's clearly unhappy about everything that's happening. Mm -hmm. And he's mean to his ghost helpers. And he's mean to his ghost friends. So helpers. mean to his ghost friends. Well, yeah, yeah. helpers. They are not friends. No. He makes them ride in the trunk because they spew ectoplasm everywhere. Yeah. Just seems wrong. They're doing all the work. Does. They're literally yeah. lifting beds. Yeah, they are. They don't do that with their psychic powers. They have to physically lift that bed. Mm-hmm. It's true. <sighs> but Amber, unappreciative. No, it's true. Amber, when um, what's his name? Frank Bannister in this in this movie as uh as Michael J. Fox, when he helps out Ray and his wife, the 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 doctor is Lucy, um, played by uh, what is it, Trini Alvarado, and um, uh, interestingly, um, uh, uh, Frank Bannister sees Ray. I think like the next day. 
except Ray is now a ghost. Ooh, but Megan, was there some mm. foreshadowing for this mysterious DF? Yeah, so, uh, um, like, during the, um, the exorcism of the house, um, uh, Frank saw the 37, I believe, on Ray's forehead. Mm-hmm. The glowing, infernally glowing. glowing 37. Yes, and... You know, he he asked he he well he didn't ask he accused his ghost friends of of doing that and he said that wasn't funny, and um, uh, yeah, but but yeah, hmm, poor Frank didn't make it through the night. Frank didn't make it through the night. He was a very healthy man. We saw him exercising pretty much most of the time that we saw mm-hmm. him. Yes, and uh, this this keeps him in Frank Bannister in Lucy's orbit. Mm-hmm. As Lucy comes to him and she's like, hey, so my husband's dead and you're a psychic. I both love and hate Lucy's character. Mm-hmm. She is on board for everything, no matter what, the whole time. Yes. And shit gets cockamamie on her pretty much immediately. Like Basically, woman and her mother crazy situation but think she has a solid grasp on it. Ghosts show up. Sure. Let's call the psychic. Hey, thanks, psychic. I totally believe that ghosts are real and that happened. By the way, I'm a medical doctor and a psychiatrist. And mm-hmm. then, oh, hey, my husband died mysteriously. I want to talk to you, psychic. Can you channel him? So then they go to dinner. So Frank Frank and Lucy, post-funeral for yeah. her husband, go to dinner at a medieval-themed restaurant. Yes, like a, a, a full armor-wearing waiter's... Uh, medieval restaurant, Amber. Yes, yes, indeed. It was both distracting and awesome. Because why? We don't comment on it. It's not no, part of anything. It's not it just, part of anything. That's where they go, though. It's where they go. It just happens that the waiter is in full armor. Okay. Yeah. So he's, Frank is literally talking to Ray. Mm-hmm. Ray is, Ray is really apologetic. He's so sorry. Lucy comes she's she's you know i I, sad kind of but not really but she totally believes that frank is talking to ray and it turns out she doesn't really want messages of love she wants to know where her sixteen thousand dollars is right where did ray hide that money he it's in and ray's like ooh, okay i made a bad investment and it's gone but tell her i'll make it right and i'll come home with you and it'll be fine and michael j fox is like that money's gone and frank or ray just left yep Ray just, Ray's gone, and of course, Ray's still sitting there, and he's mad, but, mm-hmm. which is, there's a cruelty here, because he knows as soon as he tells Lucy that the money's gone, mm-hmm. and that Ray left, Lucy right. will then speak freely in front of this recently deceased man, who was one, right about Michael J. Fox the whole time. Right, yeah. He may be kind of a, a, a dick. Yep. But Michael J. Fox has wronged him twice, first by breaking his fence, running over his gnome intentionally, and then conning him. And now yeah. the man is dead. He yeah. may not have been the best person, but does he deserve to hear his wife say to the man he just met, who conned them both, mm-hmm. well, our marriage wasn't really good and hadn't been for a while. Yeah. Ouch, man. Yeah, that, that was that was, that was was painful. That's, I mean, then Ray does say, you bitch, but... So they're both in the wrong, but it's still there's a cruelty here on the yeah. on the the end of Frank's character. To, he has zero respect for the dead and no. the living. Oh, it yeah. seems. Yeah, he he. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't. Amber, he doesn't respect himself. So how can he respect others? You're right. This is a study in a deeply flawed man. Yeah, it is. While he's at this dinner, mm-hmm. he goes into the bathroom and sees a man 
with a 38 glowing in his forehead. Yep. And then we see the wall spirit from the yes. haunted house. Yes. Oh no. And it's coming there's, for him. It's coming for him. And, and Frank is, is wandering around the bathroom trying to find the spirit. Well, you know, the dude with a 38 on his head is like, what the fuck is... I don't, I don't want to be here with this crazy man who's like washing my hands, breaking into stalls as though there's somebody in there with a gun. He, he does. I respect that this man, despite mm-hmm. being freaked out by what's happening, very thoroughly washes his hands. Yep, yep. Does not save him from getting his heart crushed by like this. Once the specter comes out of the wall, it's wearing kind of like a death cloak and has yeah. these like long, pointed, fingery arms Mm -hmm. that just reach into the guy's chest crushes heart and the guy dies instantly and then he swoops out and frank goes rushing after him not Mm -hmm. not the dead guy dead guy's going up he's dead ember that guy's dead spirit immediately comes out of the body goes up into a tunnel of light he's fine yeah frank goes after the death specter Mm -hmm. leaving lucy at the table and also leaving the site of a murder yeah oh yeah and then it kind of just goes from there. He chases Spectre goes to another murder site. Mm-hmm. And then he sees a, another, like the reporter woman with another number on her head and tries to save her. Uh, oh, Amber, does he? Does he try to save her? He does. How does he, he How does does try he to do save that, her? Amber? How okay. does he okay. do that? This does go poorly. However, mm-hmm. the entire situation goes poorly. This movie goes from kind of a little bit weird and slightly goofy to just like, Fuck nuts bonkers. Yep. This scene is when it just really turns. Yeah. Because you, it's, it's, a rough it's scene. getting, you're seeing, okay, wow, he's, there's a ghost killing people and the, the glowing numbers only Michael J. Fox can see. And what's he going to do? And Lucy. And so he's chasing the ghost. Respect. It's killing people. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he thinks he's going to do, but he's the only one who can see it. He's taking responsibility for it. Good. Way to step up and like break out of your self loathing and try and do something for other people. Yep. But when he sees the glowing number in this reporter woman's head, mm-hmm. he says, you're next. She freaks out and says, he's going to kill me, which again, doesn't make sense because he wasn't even in the room when the last guy died. No. And then the specter shows up. And again, only Michael J. Fox can see it. Luckily, his ghost friends are semi there. And one of them has guns that are ghost guns. And it, ghost weapons seem to be able to hurt other ghosts. Right, right. And then this ghost, after shooting the death specter, <sighs> sees a sarcophagus, because, of course, we're in a museum now. It's some sort of event. And he gets really horny for the sarcophagus mummy. It's It made me kind of feel slightly ill, because, I mean, it, like, you can see, you can see, like, his, you can see his like butt go up and down from the sarcophagus and then he says uh i like it when they just lie there yeah when they and, lie still like that yeah he, yeah so he goes into the sarcophagus with the mummy corpse uh-huh. you see him humping it yeah and then yeah he comments on how he likes it when they just lie still um yeah. so this this prompted the conversation this is the of question amber yeah necrophilia and and rape because so there was no ghost in that Mummy, right, right. Because the, we the ghosts are separate from the bodies; they're they're mm-hmm. they're never connected to them. So, and that ghost is dead, mm-hmm. but it's still like a sentient spirit, which is the body itessel was just a desiccated corpse. So, 
he had sex with a corpse, but he's dead, so I don't know if it's necrophilia. And also, right. there was nothing in that body, so I guess it's not rape, but it is just gross. Yeah. And I don't I don't like it, and it's not funny at all, ever. It's Especially not, the, yeah, I like it when funny. they lie still like that part. Right, because that's 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 very upsetting. The whole thing was really not fun. Yeah. And it's played like a joke. Oh, it's a joke. It's a yeah. jokey joke. It's a ha-ha-ha-ha-ha joke. Seeing, yeah. seeing the ghostly butt hump up and down into the sarcophagus. That's funny, right? That visual wasn't supposed to freak you out. That was supposed to be like, ha-ha-ha, he's ghosts having sex with money. Yeah. No, thank you? No, I, I just, no, thank you. I don't want to have to think about is it necrophilia if they're both dead? Yeah. Well, and the cops show up. So uh -huh. that's also happening while this is happening. And they immediately draw their guns on our unarmed psychic. Mm-hmm. And um, then the specter shows back up again, death specter, to go after the lady. And then his other ghost friends come and distract the cops and try and smuggle him out. The cops, meanwhile, are shooting everything. Oh, everything. The art, they, I mean, they don't show the cops shooting people, but gosh, they must have. There were a lot of people there. Yeah, they're just, just shooting, they're shooting at him and hitting everything. Then the, his ghost buddies make another mummy walk towards the cops, so they shoot the shit out of the mummy. It, the whole thing is just a bunch of shooting, and then just as Frank is about to escape, he sees the death specter go after reporter lady. So his response is mm -hmm. to punch reporter fa lady in the face, knock her yes. out, carry yep. her out, put her in his car, and then drive away. And he is the safest of drivers. As we know. But it, I would argue that the accident that ensues is not entirely his fault because Death Spectre is attempting to murder him with a scythe while he's driving. True. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. And he was he was under a lot of pressure. He'd just seen one of his ghosts... Commit a sex act on a mummy. Mm -hmm. Got shot yep. at by a bunch of cops. Yeah. And he's like, saw a guy get killed already. And he's trying to save this lady who hates him and is pretty, pretty upset. Right. We all, he also saw his, um, the, 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 the judge shooter, humpy guy get, um, the ghost get killed by the reaper ghost with the scythe who cut him in half. Oh, that's true. And then yeah. he disappeared. He does, yeah. So, yeah. so uh, the judge gets uh, cut in half. That's true. He's dead, or mm -hmm. dead again, or permanently dead, or destroyed. Right. We don't know the yeah. rules, and we actually never learn the ultimate fate of the judge. True. He wasn't going to end up in the good place, Amber. You don't so. know that. You well, don't know that for sure. Yeah, he's been. We don't know the rules, Megan. Okay. Anywho. Yeah, yeah. She they they crash. She gets fallen out. She falls out of the car. The reporter lady falls out of the car, and uh, her her heart gets crushed again by this reaper guy. And we learned that that's yeah. At that point, we learned that's exactly how um, his wife died. Yeah, he has a flashback, and he remembers that his wife had the number thirteen carved into her head. <sighs> Megan, we haven't even gotten to one of the other main characters. You mean woman-hating weirdo guy? 
Oh my good lord, this character, Megan. Yeah, so, okay, so Frank ends up in the police station because they're, you know, he's been very much around when these uh, recent um, unexplained deaths happened. And we've got... um, who is it? Jeffrey Combs plays uh, Milton Dammers, who is, they call him an eccentric FBI agent. Um, he is, he is creepy and he, he openly hates women. And he's also terrified of women yelling at him so much so that he goes to the bathroom and vomits when it happens. He's not okay. Nothing about yeah. him is okay. And we're, we're supposed to think that it's because he's been undercover with a bunch of, you know, cults and sex. He's the paranormal psychology expert for the FBI and they sent him when when things like this happen he immediately hates Michael J. Fox uh, and seems to want to murder him and he also hates Lucy who is defending Frank the entire time being like he was helping me talk to my husband he didn't do this Dammers when he interrogates Frank seems to convince Frank that everything's his fault Mm-hmm. And Frank seems to take it on himself. I don't want anyone else to get hurt, so I'm just going to stay in this jail cell for reasons. Dammers also, like, thinks that Michael J. Fox is literally reaching, like, he, he thinks it's, ha- like, or or psychically reaching through his, like, people's chests to, to crush their, their hearts. Like, he he thinks it's paranormal for sure. And then... He opens up his shirt, Amber, to reveal that he's got an iron breastplate on. Yes, it's well, it's lead, Megan. Sorry, excuse me. Iron wouldn't work against psychic attacks, Megan. Me, yes, only lead lead does. Uh huh. So he's got that on. Yeah, he does. His character is seems to exist to create somebody who's awful and Mm -hmm. also an antagonist for our main character. In addition to the ghost that's murdering people. Right. Yeah. I don't know why that's necessary. It doesn't seem to be necessary because he, yeah. Because the ghost can just like reach into people's chests and murder them. Michael J. Fox can't stop him, which we learn when Lucy shows up in his cell. He's like, hey, Frank, you, I, I don't know why you're in here. You're a good man. Just look at me. Look at me, Frank. Everything's fine, Frank. And Frank looks at her. Oh, she's got a glowing number on her forehead. And then up oh, the... Death Ghost immediately shows up and sticks his hand in her chest. Thank goodness Frank's ghostly helpers are fucking heroes. They really are. Yeah. And and he gives them nothing. He gives them nothing. Not even his concern because they tackle Death Reaper. Mm -hmm. Lucy and Frank are locked in this cell. And you right. see, like, an epic battle happening. And one of his ghostly helpers, played by Jim Fife, his name, the, the ghostly helper's name is Stuart. The other yes. one is played by Shy McBride. Yay. His name is Cyrus. And Stuart shows up. He's like, I think we got him. And then the scythe comes out and pokes him right through the skull. And he just deflates. Yeah. You're like, oh, shit. Is, yep. is he destroyed? Can he mm-hmm. not? Because we, we learn that, I guess, every year you get a chance to go back into the light is apparently the rule for ghosts. Like, if you don't go the first time, mm-hmm. you like, the next year you, you get it. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's, it's mentioned in passing. Yeah. I didn't even pick that up. That's, yeah, interesting. It's, it's yeah, weird. Yeah, but, but, but it, we did wonder if, like, is this Grim Reaper dude, like, 
able to murder ending. ghosts. Yeah, is is he like unmaking people? Is are their souls now destroyed? It looks like that. It does seem like that. Mm-hmm. And then then Cyrus comes out and goes after him too. Like he he just watched Stuart get gut by this, but he still defends still trying, yeah. Frank and Lucy. He's a good man spirit because he knows now that maybe he can be perma murdered. Right. Yeah. And then he is. His heart is ripped out. It looks like his soul is being ripped out. It's and then crushed. And then crushed. It looks yeah. like legit. We're done here. Yeah. Ugh. Oh man, they, those are freaking heroes. Freaking. Mm-hmm. They they did not get treated right, and they're heroes. They are the heroes of yeah. this movie. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of it is sort of just this mad dash to the finish, where the FBI agent actively wants to murder. Michael J. Fox's character, Frank. Lucy and Frank escape from prison. I guess Frank escapes. Lucy could have left on her own merits. They have to knock out Dammers because he's about to shoot Frank. Frank wants to save Lucy because she's next, but mm-hmm. he's learned that he can't do anything to stop the Reaper ghost. Yep. So Lucy, since she is a medical doctor, has access to a freezer and freezes him to death. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that As he can know. become a spirit, so that he can have fisticuffs with Reaper Ghost. And Amber, when is when is she going to revive him? Was it like eleven hours? No, no, at nine o'clock, Amber. Oh, it was at nine. That's right. <laughs> there's a, I th- there's she is on board for everything. Okay, everything, because yeah. I didn't even because the way he informs her of his plan, he gets the gun from Dammers after they knock him out. Yeah. They leave the police station, and then he puts the gun to his head, and he's like, walk away, Lucy. The only way I can take this guy out is by becoming a ghost myself. So just walk away. And she's like, wait, wait, wait. I can kill you much better than this. Yeah, I can kill you and bring you back. Yeah, and I think she. I think he only has, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, no, it's, it's like, 20 minutes. It's Because, yeah. you know, otherwise he'll be perma-dead. Perma-dead. But it's, I love how on board she is the entire time. She has no yeah. questions. No, no questions whatsoever. It's we're not, killing. Okay, let's let me let me oh, do it this way. Oh, you're gonna become a ghost to fight the ghost that I'm I I know must exist because you tell me it exists because I'm on board. Okay, yeah, let me think about this. I think I can kill you and bring you back. Let's just do that. And so she injects him with some shit, sticks him in a freezer, takes his shoes and socks. I don't know why. And then she's just there to wait. And Dammer shows up because he just knows where they are. And he looks in the freezer. He's like, "Ooh, I didn't know you had it in you." She's like, "Oh no, I'm bringing him back at nine. <laughs> Okay. okay. Yeah, it's very okay. Yeah, that's right. And then and then he takes her away, so she cannot. Yes. Right. So she right. can't. And t- brings her to a graveyard. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Nope. Reveals that he's covered in scars and stuff. Uh huh. And then starts babbling, and then they get attacked by the Reaper ghost. Right. Well. Well. Right. Because then. Uh, Michael J. Fox shows up and starts to drive the car away, and the the Reaper ghost is 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 uh yeah right there as well. Right, because Michael J. Fox has been battling the Reaper ghost in the interim. Right. Yes, yes, yes. And we we also like the um we've learned that at this graveyard there's a um uh I guess R. Lee Emery plays this uh ghost. G- um, sergeant, which apparently is is a a, a, a reprise of a, of the person he played in Full Metal, metal Jacket, I guess. Um, and uh, so he has ghost guns. Um, so 
ghost guns come into play here, Amber, when when this uh, uh, when Ar- Arlie Emery gets cut in half by the scythe, uh, Michael J. Fox is able to grab some ghost guns. Yeah, he can't manifest his own ghost guns, but right. Arlie Emery can manifest his own ghost guns. And so when he dies, the ghost guns apparently mm-hmm. still exist and Michael J. Fox can pick them up and use them. Ghost rules are pretty much fast and loose here. You yes, can you, so. you pass through things, but when you hit the ground, you stop. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get stuck in doors, but also pass through doors. You can interact with things, but also sometimes not interact with things. Uh, if a car passes through you, it doesn't just pass through you, it disperses you, I guess, if it moves at high speeds. Or maybe it squishes you, depending right. on what comedic effect we want. Right. All of this nonsense and effects use and complete inability to really determine the rules of ghostliness. I, I feel like they do this mm-hmm. a lot in supernatural movies. Is like, well, since it's supernatural and or magic, there are no rules and we can do whatever we want visually and story-wise. That always kind of annoys me, but yes, fine. They had some funsies with the ghosty fight. And ultimately, none of it really matters. The entire purpose of this was for Michael J. Fox to beat... The scary cowled death ghost so hard with ghost bullets and his hands that he forces it to reveal its true identity. Right. And dun, dun, dun. Oh, boy. Spoiler alert. A twist. Twist. Except not at all. It's the spree killer from the 60s. Oh, the one that was in the beginning of the movie for no reason, unless he was definitely the murderer? We were definitely, we definitely got to watch part of like a true crime series that the psychologist Lucy was watching, or I guess he's a psychiatrist, uh, when she learned her patient was involved in it. Right. And uh, yes, it's old Johnny Bartlett, played by Jake Busey. Excellent oh, use yes. A very Jake good Busey. use of, of a Busey, yeah, for sure. And uh, he escaped from hell. And mm-hmm. uh, decided to continue his spree killing, and thus all the head numbers. Because when he killed all the people in the hospital, they carved numbers in the heads, and then he restarted it, and he's made it all the way up to, I don't know, he's in the 40s now? Low 40s? Yeah, yep. But it's, it, Michael J. Fox is about to, to finish this ghost with, yeah. with the Reaper scythe. Yep, that, that he that, stole, yeah. That Johnny Bartlett's been, been apparently murdering other ghosts with? I guess so, yeah. At least some. But gosh darn it, it must be 9 p.m. because Lucy revives him. Yeah, shucks. Ah, shucks. Yeah. So, Megan, what do they do with this information? What What do they do with this it's Johnny Bartlett information? Well, the only thing they can do, Amber, they have to go and save the lady who was definitely, definitely not involved, except um, she was totally involved, which is his former 15-year-old um lover slash whatever who is who is um the patient that Lucy saw so they go and they have to check on Patricia Amber of, of course. course she could be in danger her and her mother who is certainly the bad guy could be in danger she could be i mean okay Lucy did see bruises on Patricia's neck. Yeah. And and Patricia was super cagey about them. Lucy thought maybe it was her crazy shotgun-toting mom. Right. Who knows? But, well, if, if it's the ghost of mm-hmm. Johnny Bartlett, again, Lucy on board for whatever. Yeah. She's going to go get a spree killer's ghost. Yeah. And, or save and, the spree killer's 
ghost girlfriend. Girlfriend from- who, who, oh, she, she was just innocent. She had nothing to do with any of this. Mm-hmm. They, so Lucy shows up there yeah. and is basically almost immediately murdered by a very creepy acting Patricia who also kills her mother. Right. Yeah. Yep. Kills her mother, is having a conversation with Johnny Bartlett because she can see his ghost. Right. But of course, Lucy cannot. Mm-hmm. They decide to murder her. They are clearly in cahoots. Like, they are into it. They are into the killing. Patricia. They are upsettingly into it. Yes. Upsetting. The movie takes a bit of a turn because it's clearly sexual for them. Very much the so. The murder. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's, a, that's a lot. That's, um, that's a lot. It is. It is. And, and they, yeah. Apparently, that is one of the things they cut out of the director's cut, where they got rid of the even more explicit uh, uh, sexual innuendo what to are murder you, and sex. From what you described, it wasn't even innuendo at that point. No, no, it was not. But hey, cool, yeah. we're rolling with it. Mm-hmm. Lucy escapes with Michael J. Fox. They get Johnny Bartlett's ashes, and hey, ghost yeah. rules. You just yeah. got to get those ashes to a holy place. Right. And uh, he'll go to the after... He'll get dragged Ghost back into he- hell. hell. Yeah. Who, who knows? But, you know, wouldn't you know the closest chapel... Uh-huh. Is in the old hospital, Amber. Is in the condemned hospital where the spree killing happened 30 years ago. Yeah. And and at this point, um, then Michael Fox... Michael J. Fox is having a whole bunch of, like, flashbacks like his his visions are coming and he's we're able to see what happened that day of the of the killing did we we didn't know he had visions before now as as far as we knew his psychic abilities were limited to seeing ghosts potentially interacting with them and also seeing glowing numbers in the heads of now we know johnny bartlett's future victims right but suddenly we're in this hospital and he's seeing the 60s and he's seeing the spree killing while simultaneously Mm -hmm. wandering around with lucy trying to find the chapel and so he's seeing the 60s he can't even see lucy lucy's right. seeing what's really happening and oh yeah patricia still chasing them with a shotgun johnny yeah. bartlett the ghost still trying to murder them and god fucking damn it agent yeah. dammers is still fucking around yeah how how did he find them i don't know but he's there too in this uh yeah hospital great maybe, maybe he does have mystical powers and that lead vest really did need those nipples we don't know dammers <laughs> is strangely competent when it comes to tracking down lucy yeah and he um he's the one who actually takes the ashes uh, uh um uh, bartlett's ashes and, and scatters them outside of the church Thinking that, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. right? Yeah. Because, yeah, that's right. Johnny Bartlett was not wandering around because they'd managed to not yet. get yeah. his his ashes or spirit back into his urn and trap him. Right. And then, so they were clearly running around with this urn. And Dammers clearly believes in the paranormal. And yet he gets the urn from them. He's like, oh, well, I guess I must not release these ashes under any circumstances. <laughs> Whoops. And then he yeah. just... At this point, starts brutalizing Lucy, who is is struggling yeah. against him manhandling her. At which point, he just slams her into a wall. It's and disturbing. shouts, "You're all the same." Yeah, he's he's not okay. He's not okay. Also, he has hemorrhoids. I don't know why the movie felt the need to tell us that, but we do see yeah. him 
using a hemorrhoid pillow. I mm-hmm. I feel like it's bad enough that he left a man to die and, and he's willing to like slam a woman into a wall and scream things at her. But also he has hemorrhoids. So also this fucking guy, so, Megan. Yeah, and and very slick back kind of Adolf Hitlery. He does hair. have Hitlery hair. Yeah, apparently that was a choice that they made. They're like, hey, how about we do this? It'll make him even more upsetting. It, uh, it a, that is a. I kind of have to assume yeah. that that hair was a choice. That's not whoopsie yeah. hair. You have to no. try for that. It was I, a Peter Jackson, Milton Dammers, uh, or uh, sorry, Jeffrey Combs uh, collabo, um, as I read. Oh, ex- mm-hmm. excellent. Good. Good on, good on you, you two. It's a race to the finish here. Patricia's running around with a shotgun. Michael J. Fox is running around not seeing Patricia with the shotgun or Dammers right. or Lucy because he's stuck in the past and he's kind of yeah. blipping back and forth. He gets to see the spree killing, which is really it's upsetting. upsetting. It's upsetting because also Patricia's there played by a young actress who's probably around, you know, 15-ish. She's supposed to be 15. And it turns out, guess what? Patricia was fully involved. She was shooting people too, and they were still doing like this, um, like uh, sexual thing. And it's still Jake Busey, but now it's a, it's a young girl playing that part, and they're and it just makes it extra special, upsetting. Well, and they're just shooting people, shooting and people, just... and making out and shooting. At one point, you just see yeah. them. Michael J. Fox is hiding under a bed, and they just shoot the patients. In the bed, yeah. but it is just—it's really capturing the spirit of a very real thing that happens in the midst yeah. of a kind of slapstick comedy horror, right? And and yeah, I mean, it's probably even more prevalent these days, and so it feels even yuckier. It really so. That it's it's viscerally upsetting. There's there's like ooh supernatural ghost murder horror, and then there's yeah guy decides to just start murdering people in a hospital. Yeah. Yeah. No people people do 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 that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he went to hell and he came back and he started up again. And this is our that at this point I kind of get a little about yeah. where where we're going with it. Yeah. But hey, you know it all works out in the end because they <laughs> they don't manage to get his ashes into the chapel, obviously, because Dammers released them. Patricia mm-hmm. shoots Dammers to death, <laughs> literally right. shoots his head from his neck with a shotgun. Yeah, and his ghost head pops out. It does. Yeah. Ha-ha! Slapstick! Ha-ha. Yeah, because he's he's at this time trying to to shoot Frank Michael J. Fox with his micro Uzi and winds up. Being... Oh, he has a micro Uzi, by the way. Yeah, he he just pulls one out. Yeah, that's great. And he's he's so... trying to murder Frank, and Patricia's trying to murder Frank, and Frank just sort of falls through the floor, and they well, they don't murder each other. Patricia gets gets Dammers in the head. So at this point, Patricia chokes Frank to death with a shotgun. Yeah. While Johnny holds Lucy, and then they decide like they're gonna slow murder Lucy. So Patricia's wandering around this old hospital looking for fun rusty implements to like carve her up with. Yeah, but hey, he she just choked Frank, and we know <gasps> suddenly you get a ghost, suddenly and so you get a ghost pops up, ghost Frank once again, and he reaches inside of Patricia and rips out her soul. Yeah. Th- 
yeah, murders her by ripping out her soul and dragging her into the light with him. He could do that at any time. That's a horrifying power to have. Yeah, I didn't know ghosts could do that to you. And he basically taunts Johnny Bartlett. He's like, hey, I got your girlfriend. We're going to heaven. You won't be able to murder mm-hmm. with her anymore. So it gets Johnny to go into the light and leave Lucy alone. And right. there's a whole thing where, you know, they're going up this tunnel of light. Johnny gets, you know, Patricia back. And he's like, huh, we're going to go back down. And I'm going to get the record for spree killing. And then, you know, he's, he's sucked horrifyingly into hell. Yeah. With yeah. His, with he- his girlfriend. Yeah, he he and Patricia. Yeah, get, there's a huge worm thing that has tentacles. It it's upsetting. There's a lot of um, tentacles and biting, biting and tentacles, mm-hmm. and then hell. Yeah, I'm not sure why he thought he could just go back down that that shoot of light and go back. That's not how it works. He didn't seem you've very been, bright. You've been spied. You've been spied by the afterlife. It's the coming afterlife for you. Found you. Well, now uh, Frank is in heaven. Yep. He, we do get to see, we get um, Chai McBride and Jim Pfeiffer there. So we know that, thank goodness, their their souls weren't uh, uh, just eliminated from the world. Yeah, they, they were not destroyed. We don't see the judge. We do not. And you know what, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I think Megan's right. I think he went to hell. And we're not, gonna, we're not to even going to look into that. Yeah, I think that's, that's fine. I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Judge went to hell. Cyrus and Stuart are in heaven. And we get mm-hmm. to see... Frank's wife. Oh, yeah, Deborah. Yay. Deb- They're reunited. And it feels so good, but it was not meant to last. He's not done. Mm-hmm. No. So, yeah, so does she push him? Does she push him back down the I can't remember if she hole? pushes him or if he just sort or of stumbles. Or or, I, what I loved mm-hmm. about this moment as he's returned yes. to his body is we see Lucy just like holding Frank and like sort of kissing his head. And yeah. like Frank come back, Megan was furious. I was livid. That's she's a doctor. You're a doctor. You just revived this man not an hour ago. Yeah, and At you were providing no resuscitative services currently. Yeah. He was choked. CPR, motherfucker. Yeah, do doctor things. God damn it. That is exactly what you said. You I said did. do doctor things. God damn it. <laughs> yeah yeah you're a doctor you've done this recently to this guy so you know do doctor anyway. things yeah you were oh he came back to life don't don't learn from this moment lucy the the power of kisses and tears did not bring him back to life you got lucky yeah dang it woman you are on mm-hmm. board for everything and apparently also resigned to his death if you are not the one who does it yeah, like, well, exactly. I didn't kill him, so clearly he cannot be brought back. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is the work of a power far greater than me. Crazy woman with a shotgun. Nothing I can yeah, do here. Nothing I can do here. So uh, we do. Uh, we'd get a final scene where um, Frank and Lucy are in love. They're Frank's tearing down his unfinished dream house, and they're going to build a life together. Him and Lucy. Um, nothing says meet cute like. I performed a fake exorcism at your house the night before your husband died and then talked to your dead husband and told you his secrets and then watched your dead husband. Actually, no, that's that's not fair. He didn't see his ghost get murdered. But it's basically, and then you killed me and brought me back to life, then watched me die, and then we took care of some spree killers. Let's start a, let's start a life together. Let's have a baby, yeah. baby. Let's, yeah, this let's is beautiful. Do, let's do this shit together. And, Megan, 
Mm -hmm. even more romantic. Yep. We learn from Frank that sometimes trauma, like the accident he had with his wife, can can produce psychic abilities. And that's that's what happened right. to him. He wasn't always psychic. He was only psychic after trauma. Well, Megan, mm -hmm. Lucy has had a day. Yeah. She can see ghosts now. I mean, <gasps> she's, she's in the ghost club. She's in the ghost club. And we know this because she can see that Agent Dammers is just fucking chilling in the back of the sheriff's car now. Which is upsetting because he should be in hell. He should be in hell. Yeah. Hell needs to fucking work on its Yeah, hell's hell's got a leak, man. It it's they I mean they don't they don't have the guy from Drive Angry. They don't, yeah. Cause these these motherfuckers are they are not Nick Cage. I will tell you no. that much. Dammers no. and and freaking Johnny Bartlett are not Nick Cage. They have no, no right to be escaping from hell. No, they're 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 kind of murderous dum dums. Ugh. The worst. Yeah. So anyway, Amber, what would you rate this movie on the rock scale? Regrettable, Outstanding, Craze Balls, or K? I feel like we didn't spend a lot of time really analyzing any of the better parts of this necessarily. It was mostly just sort of a, so this is what we saw. To a certain extent, I think part of that is because some of the things we saw were just upsetting and kind of had no business yeah. in a darkly comedic horror movie with fun, weird effects. So there's, yeah. it is, it's the gamut of kind of like K, some craze balls, and some regrettable. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I do think that the, the regrettable stands out in the mind because it is very, very regrettable. And so it kind of overshadows any fun craze balls moments for the most part. It's like having just like a bitter, like, you know, you're you're biting mm. into something that's like sweet and savory and like, ah, oh, this is really good. And then all of a sudden you get this really intense bitter flavor. Right. And then you start to think, is this poison? Mm -hmm. I, I want to enjoy the rest of it, but that makes my tongue think poison. And now I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm off That's... this delicious treat. Yeah. Not that this was entirely a delicious treat. There, I really like this movie back in the day. I still have some fondness for it. Like, I think, sure. you know, the effects are still cool. The story still has fun moments. I love how freaking... Lucy is just in it. Lucy's in it, which, oh, is, which is fun. I'm not going to stop you from killing yourself. I'm just going to do it more logically. Like, we can we can yeah. do this right. Yeah, we can you want to kill this. yourself? Let me... I can help you with that. Yeah, I got this. I yeah. have to bring... Sorry, I have to bring him back at nine. I can't... I don't really have time... For a conversation. Can yeah, I said. Oh, you're kidnapping for... me. Oh, okay. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we'll figure it. And you know, Michael. It. The acting in this is not great, but Michael J. Fox is Michael J. Fox, and he he's doing his thing. He's fun to watch. Yeah, he's always yeah, fun he's to watch. Always been fun. His psychotic driving. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the frighteners. Megan. Yes, Amber. Do you have a your niece's story? I'm trying to think of a simpler way to say <laughs> do, do a niece story. Do a niece story. Um, yeah, uh, I don't remember. I told this one already, but I'm going to go ahead and do it again. Um, there was uh, 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 my mom's birthday was uh, uh, just a little while ago, and um, Dan was trying to do a little video for uh, Maddie saying happy birthday to my mom. Um, and he was telling her, did you know that it's Daba's birthday today? And she just looks at him and goes, no, Lala. Lala. Because it was Lala's birthday, Laurel's birthday, is the day before. And she just could not comprehend that there could be two birthdays in such close succession. Um, and so she ends up singing happy birthday, Lala. And she's very specific. Like, she's very like, oh, yeah, it's Daba's birthday. I'm going to sing happy birthday to Lala. 
and make it very clear that that's who I'm singing to. Happy birthday, dear La La. Exactly. <laughs> Just like staring you dead in the eyes. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. It's great. You thought I might say Daba. You were wrong. You were wrong. <laughs> I am too. Uh-huh. <laughs> One of my the actual favorite part favorite favorite part of that little video is that um Dan asks her what day it is and she just goes doctor and like she just screams doctor in his face because they're gonna go see a doc uh, the new doctor soon but um that was also delightful to me oh dear oh yeah. dear you character yeah everybody have a recommendation sure. Let's do something food-based because, really, I didn't prepare anything at all. And uh, I just had this, and it's still fresh in my mind with its deliciousness. So, it is the fall season, and I I liveth in New Englandith. And, you know, so Max, Macintosh apples, it's one of my things. Not everybody's uh, deal, yes. but it's one of my deals. I love a good Macintosh apple. We are in the height of Max season, and I have recently become obsessed with dark chocolate sea salt tahini that's right yes you have and when you combine these two things it results in well i don't want to compare it to how patricia and johnny bartlett seem to feel about murder yeah but it's close are you upset yeah yeah no i I, yeah very much so excellent Mm -hmm. i've accomplished two things here today great recommending something delicious and upsetting you so yes, I, I recommend, uh, it's I did like Sum brand dark chocolate sea salt tahini. I don't know if anybody else makes this sort of thing. It's just four ingredients. It's tahini, yeah. which is just ground sesame seeds, mm-hmm. and then sea salt, and then a little, a little sugar, but not a lot of sugar. It's actually not that much sugar. And then, you know, yeah. cocoa. It's yeah, delightful. Think of it sort of like, it's a spreadable sort of like, um, like Nutella, but it's like just Nutella, you know, but tahini, yeah. Four ingredients, tahini. And a little bit of sugar, and then just stick that apple in it, and then put the apple in your mouth, and then experience joy. And then after that bite, you can fucking do it again because there's more apple and there's more tahini. Wow, that is, uh, there's not just one bite's worth. That's amazing. No, you can keep doing it for a while. Wow. Like maybe more than once if you have lots of apples and like a whole little jar of this bad boy. Yeah. I buy them in multiples. You know, you get a little, little box of two of them. Yeah. That lasts me a Excellent. little while. You get that from nuts.com? No, I, you can. Although mm-hmm. I don't know if they mm-hmm. have the dark chocolate sea salt, but you, you can get it for, I've been getting it from Amazon. Uh, okay. But they actually, I think they do have the Sum brand on, on nuts.com. That actually may be where I found out about, and it's existed. like a women-owned company. So I, I also feel, get a, get, you got to support the ladies making the bank yeah. with their companies. Yeah. Of course you do. But mostly it's delicious. Megan. Amber. Do you have a recommendation? I do. So um, this was a while back that um, Tom Holland was on uh, uh, Lip Sync. Is that what it's called? Oh, you're going way yeah. back. You're going way going back. Way back. Yeah, lip Sync so Battle. Link, li, the Lip Sync Battle, yes. He sang um, uh, Rihanna's Umbrella. Oh, um, oh, it, he, he embodied it. He yeah. lived it. He birthed he, it. Yeah, there, there's a joke on the internet that, because um, it goes around every so often. I, I I saw it today, which is why I was thinking about it. Um, but there's a joke that anytime you see it on your Twitter that you have to, you know, retweet it because it's just so good. And it's true. Anytime I see it, I, I have to watch it like at least twice because it's 
It's so good. Oh, it's so good. Every piece of it is wonderful. Mm -hmm. I fully agree. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. If you have watched it, then you know you need to go watch it, and I don't have to tell you to watch it. Yeah. Internet says, now that I've talked about it, you got to go watch it. Them's the rules. Yeah. Link link on our Twitter, Amber. Oh. Look at you. Probably. Look at you using our socials. Probably. For good. (laughs) Maybe, if you remember. (laughs) Bad movies rock. Twitter handle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how that goes. Bad movies, bad movies rock podcast at gmail.com. And if you, yeah, if, if, yeah, if you, if you don't Twitter Mm -hmm. and you don't Google, then, you know, you can just email us. Yeah. And I'll send it right to you. And she'll send it right to you. Yeah. Well, in a month or so when she checks her email again. Yeah. I should check that. Yeah. They probably won't care. If they refuse to Google or Twitter, then, I mean, time is of no meaning to them. True. Still rolling encyclopedias, probably. Yeah. No, no shame. You do you. Megan. Amber. This has been lovely. I'm enjoying watching horror movies. Even though the horror movies themselves don't seem to be that enjoyable, I'm still enjoying this. Yes, it's been delightful. I I agree. I can't wait for the next one because we're going to do another one because it's still freaking October. Gall darn it. Yeah, for us it is. For you, who knows? Hmm. Who cares? Ah, so true. Oh, gosh. I love the indifference. Yeah. Well, uh, glorious, mm-hmm. glorious times. Have a good weekend this year, and bye. Bye, Megan. Bye. bye. All right. I'll close bye. it out like I usually say, which is, uh, river rocks remain while water flows away. Are you going to miss the song lyrics, Amber? No. We're all done with the song lyrics. Are, are we really? Are there no more? Mm-hmm. At least for now, yeah. Then I will, I will treat this as a glorious celebration, <laughs> because it's true, you know? The rocks stay put in the water. I mean, more water keeps coming. And mm-hmm. the rocks themselves are slowly worn down over time. And so they don't sure. really remain. I get what they're trying to say, but it's kind of factually inaccurate because they're mm-hmm. just using kind of a short view of time. Very human centric. You know, the rock itself, it could be the blink of an eye. It's like, oh, right. oh shit, I'm sand now. I used to be a rock and yeah. I'm also in the ocean. So yeah. look at the fucking Grand Canyon. Look at the, the motherfucking Grand Canyon person who came up with this saying. River did that shit. A river did that shit. You think it can't handle a little rock? Are you shitting me right now? (laughs) That rock is a blink in the eye. Good talk. Bye, Amber. Bye, man.